Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. Today is a very crazy day for numerous reasons, one of which is not even related to crypto, but I'm going to talk about it because I thought it was hilarious and I think you might laugh too. My name is Leister. Welcome if you're new. And if you're not new, you already know what I'm about to say. I'm going to talk numbers, but you already know what I'm about to say. First, a quick personal deal. On Casual Talk, I did an update about incompetence, and it's never been so true. So what happened was I don't have plates for the car I want to keep, and it turns out they finally verified that I was saying the truth of, I'm telling you, you're wrong, and you're an idiot, you're doing this wrong, and you're pissing me off. And they're arguing with me. This service admitted, yep, we got it wrong. You were right. They said you were correct. We screwed up. And now it's going to be yet another week. And this is cutting it close because I was planning to get the hell out of here. And I can't get the hell out of here because I need plates on the car. I have a movement permit. So theoretically, I could leave. The problem is the way I'm getting the plates is a pickup order. So I can't leave because I need the plates. Because they're not, they can't mail them because they're too incompetent to mail them correct. So... I'm still stuck here and I don't want to pay another month's rent just out of principle. I just did the taxes and that pissed me off of, I got a bill for that one that I got to pay. And so now I'm trying to not have to pay another yet month's rent on this place that I can't stand with these jokers. So that's what's going on. I want to get out and I can't. On an up note though, my first endeavor, we were hiring a new person. We got rid of the sludge, the idiot. We got rid of him. We hiring a new person who I've worked with before, and we're getting traction. We're getting positive momentum. Everything's looking good. Um, I don't have any of the concerns I had before with the first endeavor. Those are all gone. Everything's positive, and I think I've pushed and forced change finally. And then the second endeavor is getting worse. I, it's not their fault. They, they're dealing with a vendor who doesn't know what the heck they're doing either. I'm telling you, incompetence is circulating, and I'm tired of it. But, of course, I'm paid, so it's what it is. So anyway... We, we need to talk about the bear in the room, and then we're going to get into some cryptocurrency. But first, we've got to talk about the topic. I'm sorry, I've got to cover it. It's too, too freaking funny. 
I don't know if anybody listens. I'm assuming most listening are are on Twitter. If you're not on Twitter, I celebrate you. But if you're on Twitter, so so Twitter is melting down. Here's what's happened, right? So Elon, when he took over Twitter, said he's going to introduce this Twitter blue, and anybody who had a blue check mark from before would have to pay eight dollars in order to keep their blue check mark. And this started a whole AOC talking about it. she's not going to pay this, and she's got this issue. All these celebrities, pretty much everybody who was against Donald Trump, came out and said they're not going to, out of principle, they're not going to pay this $8 for the check mark. They'd rather lose it. So now there's this meltdown because they're all losing their blue check marks. Like if you look, it is an absolute graveyard of nothing but people who pay for Twitter Blue. And there's not a lot of those. So many of these celebrities that you might know, like uh, Nicki Minaj, for example, she didn't pay. Cardi B did pay, which is weird. So certain people are paying, certain people are not. A bunch of WWE superstars refuse to pay. That's got like 2 million followers and they're not paying for the blue check mark. So then some of these people, they sent out a tweet, right? And before they'd get like hundreds of thousands of views and likes and retweets because if you didn't know, when you have the blue check mark, whether you pay for it or not, your tweets are prioritized to be shown to people even if you're not, they're not following you. And that's how they grew so rapidly is if you got that check mark, it basically puts you as an elite, right? You're, you're up above people. So then this Twitter blue levels the playing field. Pretty much everybody gets that exposure now. The downside is that you're, you're castrated. You're treated like a pariah. Oh, you pay for Twitter. Now everybody has to pay for Twitter if you want to get a blue check mark, which makes it even, and people don't like that. So it's a graveyard out there, and it's kind of funny seeing this. has nothing to do with crypto, but I think it's funny. I do encourage you to at least take a look and see some of the celebrity meltdowns that are taking place on Twitter. Meanwhile, hopefully you are understanding when I say what I say to be the truth in every episode so far, and you're you're in your mind silently. Hopefully I get something at CryptoTalkRadio.net slash contact, but I think in your mind and silently, you're wanting to come back and give Leister his credit because Leister told you, I don't feel like we're at the bull run yet. And it feels like we probably do for a little bit of a crash, not a big crash, but I don't think we're on a bull and I don't think we're going up. Well, I don't know if you're watching graphs along with me. I do encourage you to do so, but Bitcoin took a tumble. I'm going to talk about what happened with Bitcoin specifically, but I did say that there are all these factors that seem to come in every time we go on an up run that hinder the velocity, the speed at which we can go on a run. I also said that you can look for these discount opportunities and stack more if you still believe in those core coins because it is almost guaranteed that they're going to go on a run at some point. So you can still make some profit if you do regular trades or you can stack during these discount opportunities. I can almost guarantee, I can't guarantee anything 100%, but I can almost guarantee 2024 will be strong for cryptocurrency. It's kind of hold the line at this point. And it's going to be the ones who truly believe that they're going to see the greatest returns. The ones that aren't really sure, they can still day trade. They can still buy off these temporary pumps. We, you know, sell off the temporary pumps that we get and make some profit and buy off these discounts and dips. It just depends on your constitution and how diligent you are about watching the graph movement. Like I said, the month chart seems to never steer me wrong. If I look at it right now, the red is starting to creep back in. Before, it was way more green than it is, but the red started creeping back in, which is why I knew that we were going to head back down, at least briefly, until we go back up. What happened with Bitcoin? Very recently, actually on Binance, there was a huge market sell order. What this did is it sold millions of dollars worth of futures positions. 
This then took the cryptocurrency down by like $2,000. It went as low as, I think right now it's like 28, a little bit over 28 grand. Yeah, 28.2. It had dipped 29 earlier, so it went down a little bit more. Now, it didn't seem like there was a reason for this. It didn't seem like it was a sentiment reason. It didn't seem like there was anything that caused it. But the theory is that there were some messaging about the UK and inflation numbers, and that apparently inflation is higher than expected, and that people were selling because they were a little bit nervous about the inflation and the need for the money, that they just need to get cash out of it. Also in this was some liquidations that happening. Longs basically, basically got wrecked, so-called. So these are people who said, you know what's going to the moon, doop, 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 and they got wrecked as a result of this dip. Now, if you're in the exchanges and you're doing shorts and longs and everything else, I always tell people, you know, don't, if you're going to treat it like a gamble, that's cool, but you got to learn to put your stops in. You know, you can't, you can't just let it ride and hope for the best. I keep saying, if you're listening to me, you heard me on multiple episodes tell you, I don't think we're at a bull. I don't see any evidence of a bull. I don't care what these YouTube folks say. It doesn't feel like it to me. So to me, I think we got a ways to go and I still maintain this, right? So will it recover? Sure. It's just going to be a while. But what happened was basically a bunch of sales and a bunch of liquidations as will normally happen. It's going to happen again. We're going to have more of these. So if you believe and you are confident, then these are dip opportunities to buy in and increase your position because I still maintain that Bitcoin's going to struggle. And I said this before, if you go back to an episode I did back in February, it's on YouTube actually. I said, give it about two months before we see a climb to 30. That happened. I then said, I don't think we're at a bull. We got a little bit more. We're probably going to get another dip. I think we had somewhat of a dip. I still don't think we're at the crash dip that I anticipate. We got some ups and downs because this liquidation and sell behavior is going to keep happening. But the market cap's still over a trillion in, in cryptocurrency. So I wouldn't be too panicked. These are opportunities if you believe in cryptocurrency. The question is whether you believe in cryptocurrency or not. And you can learn to hold the line because, again, I think those that hold the line are going to be happy. Let's put it that way. Long term. I'm talking really long term. Ethereum is the same way. Ethereum had a little bit of a, it crashed because Bitcoin, obviously, but it had a little bit of a pump based on the Shanghai and everything else. It's scheduled to go back down a little bit, and then it's going to go to significant highs. Bitcoin is going to be the key though. Bitcoin, once it gets up there, that's going to make a lot of people, a lot of money in the short and the long term. Just be careful if you're trading on the crypto markets not to leave your money out there unless you're a gambler and then I celebrate you. I'm tired of talking about BitBoy Crypto, but this is important because I think it's, you know, this is this is the state of where we're at, right? So this guy, Ben Armstrong is his real name. BitBoy Crypto is on YouTube. For whatever reason, what I was told is that apparently he, I think he got into Bitcoin when it was cheap and made a bunch of money and then he turned into a business and turned into a, a almost cussed there, turned to a prick or something. I don't know. I don't watch his channel. I've heard of him just because he talked about believes and believes talked about him. And that's all I knew. And then I saw this video from one of the law firms where he was threatening the, the person who served him papers. Well, recently, apparently he was called into a period of court about this harassment he was doing to one of these attorneys or attorney's assistants or something. In response to this, he purposely ducked the court appearance and then he tweeted pictures of him on a beach when he was supposed to be at the court. And, you know, okay. And he, even in, tw in the tweet, he said, I'm supposed to be in quote, I'm supposed to be in court today. I'm not. Why? Cause I don't give a fuck. So this is, you know, this is where you get into narcissism level when you get 
so big headed where you're like, you know what? I'm just going to say, screw the judges, screw the courts, screw these and whatever. I'm not going to do what they're telling me to do. And I can, I'm above the law. Now, the problem is that the celebrity status, quote unquote, causes, unfortunately, the, the system to kind of over, look the other way. And they shouldn't. What they should do is lock the MF up to send a message that nobody's above the law, especially not him. You know what's ironic, though? Bitboy Crypto actually was one of the very few who openly up the, you know, opened up the wallet and paid to get the blue check mark. So he was willing to pay, you know, good old Elon to get his blue check mark. So that's, you know, okay, whatever. And then put out more messages about him missing the court date, all despite apparently the judge and everything else. So then a judge put out an order saying, you better stop threatening this lawyer who's suing your ass for this FTX business and better take this serious. And then Bitboy's not taking it serious. And this is back and forth fiasco. So I, again, I, I don't want to talk to him, but whatever the heck it is. The last thing I'll talk about, this will be a quick episode. The last thing I'll talk about, Gary Gensler, everybody's buddy, was caught on camera at MIT and he was in a blockchain. It was about, of course, about blockchain. And this is a little while ago, but he had in this video, he's caught on saying, that Ethereum is not a security. But then when he appeared in front of the committee, he had said that Ethereum is not a security. He didn't want to say that it's not a security or that it was. He refused to deduct the question. But here he's on video saying Ethereum is not a security. What does this mean? This means that he is not consistent in the messaging, number one. Number two, it means that he is using Twitter in order to influence the price of cryptocurrency. This can only be because if he's saying to these kids in this MIT, and I say kids with a tongue in cheek, if he's saying to these kids directly to their face that Ethereum is not a security, but then he goes on Twitter and says that Ethereum might be a security, do, 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 and then he goes in front of a committee and says, well, I don't know if it's security or not, what must this mean? It's got to mean that you're doing this on Twitter because you're trying to influence the people on Twitter to either avoid Ethereum entirely or you're influencing all these other ones to shut down because they're afraid of what you might do. That's influencing the markets, what it's doing on the non-crypto side, this will be illegal. But because it's crypto, he gets away with it. All we can hope, and I said it before, the people who are in office, we got to get rid of them. We got to get people who are just as greedy as you and I. There are still those people in there, but unfortunately, they don't have the power. They are not able to do what we need them to do, which is to get rid of all these jokers here. Some other bits that are not really news, but I'll just talk about it. So the big thing, Banks, uh, money, so this is non-crypto, but banks, money, the, there's people that are rushing, and I'll take blame for this, I'll take part blame, over $1 trillion ducked out of banks. People are withdrawing their banks, they're making rush to banks, they're realizing cash is king, they're taking cash out of the system, and banks are a little bit afraid because this happened before, back with the Lehman Brothers situation. I think it's great, I think it's fantastic. People need to take back control. Cash is king, it always has been, it always will be. If that's what people are doing, I celebrate you for doing that. Please keep doing that. We need to keep on freaking going. Last bit that I'm going to look deeper into and I may do a coverage on is Ethereum. Apparently, there's a Ethereum mobile operating system. It's a new operating system that integrates with the Ethereum blockchain called ETHOS. I'm going to take a look at it. It's a fork of Android, but because it's a fork, I'll, I'll, I'm willing to give it a chance. Now, the problem is apparently... It's designed to work on Google Pixel, which is a crap phone, but I'm just intrigued. I'm intrigued about what it can do and how it might work and whether it's a friendly interface. 
Of course, I don't do smartphones, but I'm still intrigued about what it is. So if I do see that there's a way to get into this thing without having to go through the hoops of the installation, I will cover it and then uh, talk about it on a future episode. In closing, I hope people understand when I say I don't think I'm at the, the bowl yet, it's not designed to hurt your feelings. It's not designed to piss you off. It's not designed to concern you. And hopefully you didn't get tired of me saying this. Hopefully you're seeing what I'm saying to be the truth, which is all I can do is look at the graph and share my sentiment because sentiment is the key to this. That's what I've learned going through this now for a couple of years. Sentiment is the key. It tells you so much. And this that we're seeing, this dip, it will pass. But I want people to be more measured, more conservative, more straight-headed about what you see. If you're one of those who wants to be influenced by these YouTubers who tell you we're at the bull, doop, 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 by all means, I'm simply telling you that you're probably going to be frustrated by my coverage because I will never do that because there's no evidence of it. It's all hype, and I don't fall for hype because that's how people get, that's why there's those liquidations. That's why people are getting so-called wrecked because they're falling for those hype masters, the true hype masters who are telling you that we're at the bull when there's no evidence of it. The only thing is people hyping you up. I understand you want to have a positive sentiment. You can have a positive sentiment, but still be logical and conservative about your positivity and say, I don't see any evidence when the damn thing's only up 1%. That's not a bull. It's a bull without balls. Let's just be conservative and say it's an opportunity because that's what it is. It's still an opportunity to make some profit because you know it's going to dip so you can buy on the dips. When it goes back up, you can take some profits and repeat the cycle. So there's always those opportunities for profit. It's simply, there's too many people who are trying to be made millionaires overnight, and I don't know what it takes for people to wake up and realize those are the outlier situations. Will there be people who get there? Absolutely. I do think 2024 is certainly going to mint some more millionaires. The downside is, of course, inflation is going to make it to where the equivalent of a millionaire is roughly about what six figures is right now. So it is what it is. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.